the way that I like to produce media is I love to take concepts, ideas, music, themes from everything. So this could be shows on Netflix and Hulu to like, you know, stuff that people are posting on Twitter and other podcasts. And I just like to mix them all into this one bag. Welcome to Between Two Mics, the podcast that brings you remote recording resources from Squadcast.fm. I'm Rock Felder, co-founder and CFO of Squadcast. And I'm Zach Moreno, co-founder and CEO. On Between Two Mics, we bring you interviews with podcasters, experts in the field of remote recording. We discuss current events in podcasting and so much more. Twice a month, you'll hear a Founders episode. That's just the two of us chatting about all things remote recording. Updates to Squadcast, what we're up to, and what we're listening to. The other two weeks of the month, we'll bring you interview episodes. Zach and I will sit down with experts in the podcast space to discuss their companies, their podcasts, their thoughts on podcasting, creating content, and more. The most exciting part? We're recording all of this on Squadcast, the best place to record remote audio and video interviews in studio quality. So let's get between two mics. Kendall Leva, thanks for joining us on uh, on this episode of Between Two Mics. For nearly a decade, you've been crushing it. You've been in nonprofit communications, mm -hmm. advocating for immigration reform, and also, you know, just generally contributing to racial justice narratives. But to back up a little bit, you're also a self-taught podcast producer, and that's not easy to start there and to, to get where you have today. But can you tell us that story of how you got started as a self-taught? Like, how, how did you teach yourself? It's not just one skill. It's a huge set of skills. So uh, respect to you there. But how did you get started? Well, first off, you know, thank you so much to you both for having me. I, what I do want to say, first of all, is that I listened to this podcast maybe two years ago. Right. I remember I was in the car and I was just looking for podcasts that had to do with producers or, you know, anything that could teach me. And I remember I came across this podcast and I said to myself, there's no way like I could be that good to one day, like be interviewed for this kind of podcast. So like, you know, now that time has passed, a couple of years has passed. I reached out. I had to have that courage to reach out and say, listen, maybe there's something I could offer you. So I just want to say thank you to you both for like starting that platform and now having me on here. So appreciate I'm that. I'm grateful you did. It's uh, it's really cool to bring that full circle. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really cool how uh, the universe works like that. So appreciate it. So to begin, I would say that my career has gone through many stages. I would say five, six stages. Um, you know, I was a community organizer, you know, maybe like nine years ago when I started. And I found a relatively big amount of success in my activist work uh, within a short amount of time. And as things in life goes, you know, you kind of get high and then you drop all the way down. Right. And so where podcasting really started was I got fired from my dream job. You know, I, I was sitting in the basement. I had no one was hiring me. No one was, you know, there were no job opportunities for me in my field at the time. And out of desperation, you know, just because I was so passionate about immigration, I began making these really short YouTube videos that I would that I would put out. They weren't anything quality. They weren't anything great. But I just felt like I wanted to keep my voice and my name out there somehow. And I would say after maybe six, seven of those videos, the fact that one or two people were retweeting it or liking it or sharing it or just saying that there was something there made me continue doing it. 
on a weekly basis. And eventually those grew into Skype interviews that I would have with uh, activists and people doing the work on the ground. I would record those and I would put them out on social media and they would begin to be shared. So that was what was called the Handle Media Project. And I would say I did that for maybe two years before I actually learned what a podcast was. You know, someone just said to me, hey, you know, I try to listen to your interviews, but they're on YouTube and it takes up a lot of my, my data as I'm driving home. Have you ever heard of podcasts? And I had heard of podcasts, but the same thing with like this interview, I had said to myself, am I good enough to be a podcaster? You know, what, what does that entail? And so then I very quickly learned what RS, an RSS feed was. All of a sudden I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and my quality starts, you know, becoming better. I guess the next part of it is then, you know, I started interviewing people who were more pro high profile, right? Um, my reputation began building, you know, people were sharing my name. And it was at that point that I really had this like miracle, you know, coming together of events where I went from not having much experience in podcasting to becoming an intern um, for a podcast called Latinos Out Loud. That's a comedy podcast. And like I said, I had gotten fired. Um, I had started over at a new job at the, you know, at the very bottom. And I was treading water, you know, during that time as I was treading water in podcasting. So when I got the opportunity to, to be an intern, and I'm talking, this is only two and a half years ago, you know, I'm 32, so I was an intern around 29, 30. I really had to humble myself and learn what a podcast producer is, what an audio engineer is, you know, what a project manager is, all the way from the beginning again. This sounds like I'm in a fancy studio and like, you know, I'm pushing all the buttons and the knobs, like the Behringer here that I have here, the USB. But no, it was running down the hall to get water for guests. It was opening the door and holding elevators, being told to play sounds off of, you know, an iPad. And I really had to humble myself and just do whatever it took to learn what it was I was doing. And essentially what I was learning was how to be a podcast producer, how to be a project manager. Now, where, you know, I guess the third act of that, of that is, um, you know, I work for a racial justice organization called Race Forward. And, you know, like I said, for a long time, I was just treading water, learning how to do email marketing, but I wasn't really passionate about it. But I did have great supervisors and managers that really believed in me and supported me. And they saw the enthusiasm that I had. And then when I came to them with this idea of like, why don't we start a podcast for Race Forward? They made the investment. They believed in me as an executive producer. We launched it. And then last summer, uh, Momentum ends up hitting number 58 on the Apple podcast top 100, I believe, because, you know, it was being shared amongst all these resources that were going on around the time of the killing of George Floyd. And it bought just so much more. Momentum is now one of the forward facing projects for Race Forward. And to me, it's crazy where you know, five years ago when I came to that organization, I thought I, I thought I wasn't going to stay there. You know, I thought, you know, let me go be, you know, work at something I'm actually passionate about. And then five years later, like I'm leading like one of the top forward projects for the organization. So that in itself, like is the whole circle of where I'm at. And um, what I like to do is I like to share the very personal hurt tragedies, the struggles, everything that went into this journey. I like to share that very publicly because I feel that it's important for people to relate to different aspects of our stories to be able to inspire them. Because there, for me, there were, you know, people who shared certain parts of their stories that kept me going just one more day, just one more day and not giving up 
although there were many days that I gave up, but um, that's why I think it's important to share that. Yeah. And I want to dig into that a little bit more, Let's uh, do but, it. But, but yeah, thank you. But first, uh, what was that, uh, that, um, oh man, what was the word that you used? You said it was like your, your dream job, right? Yeah. You get, you got fired or let go from a dream job. What was that? And then we'll continue on this podcasting journey. Yeah. I love that question. And then see, the thing is like, as I share this, like I start to get pensive and I start to have flashbacks. Um, <laughs> But what it was, was really, you know, I started as a community organizer, like I mentioned, um, working on Long Island, uh, where I'm from. And I think that I started, you know, when you have everyone telling you that you're the best at something, sometimes you start to take that to heart, you know, and you and you really start to believe that. Yeah, you hear it enough. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, and I'm a Leo, right? So <laughs> there's a certain... <laughs> no, but like, I got a little full of myself. I was taking all these trips and... You know, I was going to all these conferences and, you know, I got invited to a summit at the White House. And like, so I was amongst all these like national leaders. And so I think this was towards the end of uh, Obama's second term. I just I just felt like I, I wanted more. I wanted to do more out of, you know, that wasn't that the local level. I really, you know, I thought I could operate at the national level. And so, you know, there was this dream job uh, working for. OK, so this part is a little OK. So there's. A certain journalist, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist um, that I really admired, like for maybe 10 years. And I wanted to work for him. Like he, he like I felt like his organization was like, you know, where I wanted to be, where I wanted to work at, where I wanted to build my career. And so it took me six, seven months. It took a lot of networking. It took a lot of effort. But I finally got hired there. And when I got there, you know, I came in with all this enthusiasm. I was ready. Like, let's make moves. Like, let's do all this. And I would say within the first month, things collapsed where I noted that what I was hired to do didn't have much support, uh, both financially and managerially. Kind of the rug was yanked under me. Like, you know, first, you know, here's here's this manager who's, you know, who was a friend of mine. And all of a sudden we're moving her to operations. And so now you report to the executive director. And, you know, very quickly I found out that most of the staff, although they came from very different places, all were part of this kind of, I want to call it like a toxic DC culture where it was very rigid. I think I couldn't operate well under those conditions. I think my work started suffering. There wasn't, because I, I had very little direction and then my mental health started suffering a little bit. My anxiety started coming up and, oh, and, and then there was this big tragedy where like one of the founders died in like an accident and then that impacted the whole staff. And so I guess where that leads to is um, this uh, scene in Kentucky, right? So I'm there in Kentucky with this founder and the executive director lives there and this other guy, you know, um, this video producer is with us and something I say gets taken out of context. It gets shared with everybody. Then I, and I'm put on the spot, like for talking crap and like, it's this very weird three, four day experience where, you know, I really felt trapped. You know, I was with these people, but I felt trapped. You know, I would say like the day I got fired, I remember I, you know, I logged into the Skype and people weren't really talking. And I just said to myself, you know, when they, when the director called me, like, God, you know, I wish they would just fire me. And then he called and he fired me. Hmm. And, uh, I, I think the hurtful or, you know, what really impacted me about it was that I had worked so hard to get to that point. I had really believed in those people. I had really believed in the potential that people had said that, you know, I had, and to just get embarrassed, like, 
like that was just really, it really brought my whole world down. And then that ended up affecting the relationship that I was in at the time. It ended up affecting my relationship with my family. Uh, I spiraled into depression, anxiety, had like a mild case of PTSD. Like I really like lost all control. You know, it just really brought me to a really dark place. And so as I was doing the Immigration Mike podcast, like I would do interviews just like this and I would smile and like have fun. But then afterwards, like I would shut the computer off and I need to go lie down for like an hour and a half because, you know, I was just going through so much internally, just telling myself, like, how did you let yourself get embarrassed like this? And that lasted a long time. Was it embarrassing because getting fired was the embarrassing part, even though you kind of wanted to a new a new path, perhaps. But is that is that what was embarrassing for you? Yes. The getting fired part was very embarrassing just for what it was. Mm. Um, but I think what made it worse is who I got fired by. The mm. fact that I had admired this founder for 10 years and I, you know, had told him to his face how much I admired his work. And I sat there and like really believed in the person that he was, that you see in the documentaries, that you read in the articles, that you read through his, you know, Twitter feed. And that's not the person. That's not the person. And I think that's why now, you know, when people talk about meeting their heroes, I'm just like. It's unfortunately why that saying is probably true right mm -hmm. right and you know I, I say go ahead you know follow this guy absorb his documentaries like whatever just know that i know that the person there is not the real person let's take a short breather we'll be right back are you recording video along with audio for your podcast earlier this year we released our video feature which allows squadcasters to record download, edit, and upload video content to go along with your podcast. Lots of creators use video alongside audio to create marketing elements, to engage with listeners, and to generally make their content more accessible. Squadcasters who listen to this podcast and want to upgrade to a video and audio plan get their first month free with the code BETWEEN. That's all caps and spelled B-E-T-W-E-E-N. And new Squadcasters, we've got something for you too. Use code NEWBIE, that's all caps, N-E-W-B-I-E, -E, at checkout for your first month free when you sign up for Squadcast. We're so excited to hear and see what you can make on Squadcast. Again, that's the code BETWEEN at checkout for Squadcasters looking to upgrade. And code NEWBIE at checkout for soon-to-be Squadcasters. Head to squadcast.fm to claim these offers and start creating. Super grateful for your candor and telling us that not super awesome chapter in your career, um, kind of coming to, to that realization. I know Rock and I both have kind of similar experiences, but I don't think nearly as, as kind of eye-opening as, as what you described. So it sounds like you were you know, in a, in a place of pain there, but also from what I've, I've read about your background and talked with you about like, you were really able to flip that around and um, and really rise to the occasion as um, through humbling yourself, as you said, uh, starting with uh, with the internship on uh, Latinos Out Loud and, mm -hmm. and really growing from there to now being, you know, this founder of the Momentum podcast for Race Forward. And now you're an award winning executive producer. What have you learned as 
a community engagement specialist that would be helpful to our audience and podcasters? Oh, that's a great question. So people have told me that the way that they see that I produce podcasts, they see me as not just a podcast producer, but someone who has the mentality of a music producer, right? So think, you know, Kanye West or Pharrell or Timbaland, like in that kind of, those are like the producers that I admire and look up to because not only are they artists and storytellers, they, they produce their entire product. And so that's the kind of the way that I see my style. So the way that I like to produce media is I love to take concepts, ideas, music, themes from everything. So this could be shows on Netflix and Hulu to like, you know, stuff that people are posting on Twitter and other podcasts. And I just like to mix them all into this one bag. So the way that momentum came about was actually it's a combination between the Immigration Mike podcast that I did and, you know, just because it focused on some heavy and sensitive issues, but then like my favorite podcast at the time, and this is going to come to uh, as a surprise to many, many people, right? Me as a straight male, like, you know, 32, um, but I actually fell in love with the podcast Call Her Daddy, right? And, you know, it's a controversial podcast. And, but the thing is to me, the hosts, uh, Sophia Franklin and Alexandra Cooper at the time, um, they really bought such magic into their and their personalities into the podcast and made it one of the top podcasts in the world. And so when I was looking for momentum, what I wanted to do was find a similar dynamic within the organization that raised forward. And, you know, I had worked with these two young women, um, Siobhan Drew and Hibble Elias, uh, for about four or five years. And we have a lot of talent and we have a lot of personality at Race Forward. But those two specific hosts to me were the perfect combination for something that could be also magical and personable and bring a certain, you know, just pizzazz to very difficult and sensitive subjects. So when you listen to the podcast, like it's a combination of all that, you know, like when, when you start at the beginning with the opening theme song, like it's, it's like a very futuristic, very, you know, looking forward sound. You start, you know, then you go into like the current topics and they talk about it. Then we highlight something from Race Forward and then we go into the interview and then the closing, the music is very uplifting. So what it is, it's an entire product that, you know, just comes together. But the thing is, I already envisioned it, you know, and I already envisioned the impact of the entire episode um, before we even record it. And so as we're recording, it's just about fitting it into the listener experience. Mm -hmm. And so... Again, like my style is just taking just very different piece, pieces of media and just bringing it all together the same way that, you know, a Dr. Dre or Timbaland or a Pharrell would like sample songs, older songs and create new hits. Yeah. So when it comes to podcasting and social justice topics or issues, what do you think we're doing right in, in podcasting, the industry, the medium, but also what do you think needs to be changed or what, what would you like to see be improved? The amazing thing is that during the coronavirus, you know, pandemic, more and more and more people have gotten into it. So, you know, not only are companies, you know, big companies like Netflix or Disney investing into podcasting, but you also have the social justice and racial organizations investing big money into podcasting as well. I think the investment and the intent there is right. I think what can always be improved um, and, you know, myself included is 
bringing the personality and finding that winning formula as to what makes a podcast great or a podcast host great. Now, if you go back and listen to the first 50, 60 episodes of, of Immigration Mike, my style is completely different where I would just jump in. I would jump in. Someone would give me you know, an answer. I jump in. And slowly I started to realize that the episode didn't need much of me beyond the intro, a couple of questions and then back out, you know, and, and then the episode. So but the thing is, that took me three, four years to learn. So I think that people right now are in their in, in that phase where they're beginning and they'll mature and they'll become seasoned. But that process and going through that grind, you know, that's just something you cannot escape from. There's no, you know, going into it and you're just a complete natural. Yeah. So very grateful that we're seeing that podcasting is being embraced by those having social justice conversations. But um, but also to your point, hopeful that that this is uh, this is something that is um, kind of in, in the early days as well. And, and that's um, that's going to evolve. So I think people like yourself have really created a roadmap that, that others can follow and, and is really fantastic inspiration for those who are more in the beginning phases of their podcast journey. And looking forward, you know, how do you think our, our listeners can use their platforms? Not every podcast is focused on social justice, but I do believe there is space to have these conversations in lots of podcasts. Like it doesn't need to be the topic that you focus on, but but also these things overlap with with all facets of life. So how do you think our listeners can use their podcast to contribute positively to the social justice conversation? I don't know if I would necessarily answer it as what can the listeners do with their podcast? I think I would go more for how can their how can they leverage their stories and individual skills that are hidden, right? The way I like to think about it, you know, right now in 2021 is I like to mentor others by giving them the little skills that they can learn um, that, I, you know, I had to learn along the way. So, for example, I know you guys have Studio Steve and Veronica from Pod Sound School. Yeah, that's how. That's how I learned Pro Tools. That's how I learned RX-7. That's how I That's learned. That's so cool. And then, you know, huge credit to them because this is why now we don't need an outside consultant for Race Forward to edit because I do it all in-house. We save money. Wow. And so, you know, because of those kinds of things... That's what I like to encourage other people to do is to really, you know, start at the minimal and and just learn and look at internally and see what those strengths are. And then you bring them out. So like for me, my biggest strength that I developed is how to be a project manager, not anymore just in podcasts for Race Forward or email marketing. But I just feel like I, I can take on huge projects now with huge sums of money and be an effective project manager. And And I'll say that that confidence has really come, yes, through the success of, of Momentum. But then when I think about, you know, the pandemic, right? I lost my friend Tibby, who was also an intern at the Latinos Out Loud podcast back in, right? He passed away almost immediately from COVID-19. Then my uncle on my dad's side passed away in October when I, you know, made the move to Jersey City. Then in early December, my mom catches COVID, my dad, my two brothers, right? Wow. Then at the end of the year, I catch COVID. And that experience, the fact that, you know, I had never been to the emergency room and all of a sudden I was there 2 a.m. in the morning with an IV coming out of my, you know, out of my arm. And then I developed pneumonia on top of that. And, you know, it destroyed my body for about a month and a half before I got up, you know, and was able to 
start living life again, that experience really teaches you something internally, right? Just like the the whole podcasting thing did, because now I am so, so passionate about helping people get vaccinated and find appointments. That's all I've been doing the past three, four weeks. And, and because the information isn't here in Hudson County in Jersey City, when it comes to communities of color, like I've seen the disparities, you know, so I've helped the, the lady that like, makes my sandwich every other day. I asked her, have you been able to make an appointment? No, you don't know how to do it. Okay. I'll do it for you. You know, through CVS, my nice. barber, Hey man, you know, have you done your appointment yet? No, you don't know how to do it. Okay. I'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and, and, and I'm doing this and I'm just so passionate because I know what it was like to lay in, you know, that emergency room with my lungs bubbling and it hurting for me, you know, like the recovery process was just so difficult that like now I'm so passionate about, vaccines and getting people vaccinated. So I, I would say that that's made me stronger. I like, I'm at the top of my game when it comes to podcasting, project managing, helping people get vaccinated, but it's all come from such a place of pain that I believe that we can turn into triumph using the stories and the hidden, the hidden abilities that we have. And that's what I think the magic of podcasting is, is that it's the platform that really gives you that opportunity to take your hidden abilities and turn it into money, turn it into affecting the bottom line of the organization you work at or turning your life around because that's what happened for me. I'm kind of at a a loss for words. I mean, that's such a powerful story and I I can't say it any better than you just did. And (laughs) that is, you know, remarkable that you've been able to been able to overcome such adversity and and use podcasting in a way that I can't say I've seen other people use it and also serving as inspiration for for other people to get their voice out there and get their organization's mission out there and not just you know, as some sort of effort or, or kind of platitude, uh, it, it, you've won a lot of recognition with, uh, with your podcast. So doing it at, at a, at a high level, you know, at the same time is just so many inspiring facets to, to your story. And I really, really thank you for your candor today and sharing so much with us and our audience. And, you know, this podcast is all about, moving podcasting forward. And, and I think that you're out there on the edges, finding ways to, to do that for your organization, for the social justice conversation, for those in your community who need to hear the message that you're working to share. So I'm tremendously grateful for you sharing with us today. And is there anything else that that you'd like to add for our audience before we wrap it up here today? I would just like to say thank you to both Zach and Rock. You know, like I said, at the very beginning when I listened to this podcast two years ago, I said to myself, what do I have to offer? Like, I want to be, I want, I'd love to be on this kind of podcast, but what do I have to offer? And so if I can be here sitting with you today on Squadcast and, and, you know, have you both find value in what I'm saying and have it have value for your audience, then I want people to be at least inspired by that. Yeah. Your, your level of intention. I mean, you spoke to this in, um, in one of our uh, one of your answers before, but you know, you visualizing and, and having such intention of of how you're going to craft each and every story, each and every episode, having the intention to to think through. Like you honor us by by that, by the way, by by having that intention of wanting of to come on the show. So thank you, we're grateful for that as well. That we can play a part in in your story, but you know, tremendously inspiring and. I'm a big fan of vulnerability and and really just being who you are and being raw, telling those stories. And, 
you know, you've, you've demonstrated that here today, I think. And, and that's uh, that's a form of leadership that's, that's rare in this day and age and really grateful for it, Handel. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I feel when I, I think I saw that you had been a podcast or podcast movement, something, I, I hope I meet you guys in the future at one of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be, that would be our pleasure. And hopefully we can, uh, we can share some more stories together and, um, we'll keep the conversation going. Awesome. So just to recap today, you know, we, we've talked about uh, a little bit about where you've come from with your, your background in nonprofit communication, immigration reform, racial justice narratives, the podcast that you've worked on immigration, Mike Latinos out loud, and of course, momentum with race forward. We've touched on where you've come from with your dreams dream job and that leading you in, into this dark place and then rising up from that and using podcasting to become, you know, ultimately the journey from a, from an intern to an executive producer and founding <laughs> this awesome podcast and and all the ways that you've been able to to use that podcast for good in the world. So that's a bit of a recap of what we've talked about today. And uh, thank you again, Hendel. Where can our audience connect with you for the work that you do on racial justice, immigration reform, nonprofit, um, any of these things, uh, you, you know, momentum, Latinos out loud, where, where can our listeners connect with you and, and put some of these skills to work? The handle that I use is handle on the mic. So it's H-E-N-D-E-L-O-N-T-H-E-M-I-C, handle on the mic. So, you know, I like to keep the brand tight yeah. uh, as a producer. <laughs> Wonderful. So connect with connect with Hendel and thank you again for listening to this uh, this this episode of Between Two Mics and for joining us today, Hendel. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Between Two Mics. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you learned something or we intrigued you a bit, let us know on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn by searching for Squadcast FM. And if you want to show the podcast some love, you can leave us a rating or review wherever it is you're listening right now. This show is put together by us, Zach and Rock. It's mixed and produced by Vince Moreno with help from Ariel Nissenblatt. Our logo is designed by Alex Wedby. Since we're a podcast about podcast, we want to shout out the brands and products that we trust. We're recording using Squadcast.fm. And here's our current stack. For recording, we're using ATR 2100 mics, Apple AirPods Max headphones, and Focusrite Scarlett 2i2 audio interfaces. We edit the show on Adobe Audition, and our hosting site is Simplecast. That's it for us this week. We're back next week with more from Between These Mics.